0: Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I've got a message that I believe is going to inspire and encourage each and every one of you. And the whole purpose for me sharing this message is so that I have a sense of having given you something that can make you stable, that can make you strong, and that can make you stand firm in a world that is really going bad. I believe that God wants us to have a heart that is established in a world that is very unstable. There is one purpose that I believe God has raised me for, and that is to worship Him and to honor Him and to be faithful. And I'm committed to that. And everything that is within me wants to go along this journey with you, not by myself, not to find myself stepping aside and wanting to do my thing, but together with you as a community. As a fellowship of believers working walking this journey together arm in arm and having a sense of stability in our spirit that nothing the enemy is gonna throw at me is gonna stick, it's gonna bounce off because I have established myself in the Word of God. Praying is a wonderful thing, but I don't get all the answers when I'm praying. It's as though God leads me to His Word. And there in the Word of God, I get the answers, the inspiration, the encouragement, the ability to rise up above the issues of the world. Because the Scripture tells us that we are living in a world that is going to wreck and ruin. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And I'm an agent of the new heaven and the new earth, not of this world, but what I'm here to do as an ambassador of Christ is to spread the good news, the good news of Jesus. He loves you, He loves me, He cares for you, He cares for me, He opens the doors where they seem to be shut in my walk with the Lord. And I'm sure it's been your experience that along the journey, we've had many an opportunity To honor and serve God. And when we've done that, we might not have seen the answers right there and then. And you wonder, why was I there? Why was I doing this? But down the track, it's revealed. God's favor has been on you in placing you in that position. He's the God of placement, man. You better believe this. You are here because God's placed you And there's a purpose for you being here. You can be a part of generational change. You can be a part of uh, inspiring a family and encouraging uh, people to become more committed and dedicated to the things of God. I was going through a lot of paperwork. Uh, uh, I'm going to get to my message. Let me just turn this fella on for a minute. But I've been, both Pearl and I, we've been so busy. And today when we leave here, we're going to be going home and doing the same thing, packing, because we're heading over to Darwin and... uh, the ministry that we have in Darwin is to uh, take care of indigenous children. Uh, we've been employed by this, uh, I believe it's a Baptist church. Uh, I looked up the church and yeah, it's Baptist in Marara. I don't know if any of you are aware of the suburb of Marara in Darwin. And we leave tomorrow morning to get to Darwin. Our day of employment starts on Friday. So we're going to be busy driving and uh, hopefully get there in time. But anyway, you know, I I see this as God's favor. And I recognize this as another opportunity for us to be influencers amongst children that need influencing. And hopefully, and I do believe that God is with us, that that will turn out to be what uh, God intends for us to give to them and that it'll be perfect for them. I wanna share with you from a message here um, and it's called, "You Know um, having a stable heart in unstable times. There are four things that I wanna to bring to as a point to you In spite of all the anxieties and the troubles and the fears that we experience and issues that attack our lives, we can have an unshakable spirit. And our hearts can be established in the midst of storms. These things I want to share with you, I would encourage you to embrace them. If you're going to have an established heart in troubled times, Embrace these points. I want to share with you and the first one that I want to share is we need to realize that trouble Is inevitable now? This is not a negative statement Let's not escape the fact that we are living in a fallen world And that oftentimes challenges will come our way through no fault of yours oftentimes We find ourselves in difficult situations and we wonder how did this ever get to be? Why am I going through circumstances that I am? We mustn't realize that these challenges we're going through are not going to last forever. The scripture tells us in Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. It says there, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Don't be taken by surprise at trouble. This is what Peter's saying. Why is this happening? We ask ourselves. We might not know why it is happening, but we are in this this world where these things will happen from time to time. Where is God? We ask ourselves. And, you know, in my establishment, I've been working with the Lord for a number of years. The question, where is God? Straight away, the spirit of God reveals to me, well, he's here, right here with you. He's always been there. And there comes a sense of comfort in my spirit. One of the, um, in the previous church, one of our, in our packing and getting rid of paperwork, I came across a lovely letter that was written to me when we were leaving that church to, to, uh, uh, to other leaders that had come up and to take over. After a number of years, we were there for 23 years, and we just felt, well, it was time for us. To move on, but I got this letter and I read it. She was one of my board members too, and I read through this letter and the words really—it it softened my heart. You know, I, you don't realize sometimes. Maybe I've read it in the past, which I would have at the time, but totally forgot about it. And when I read it, I felt humbled at the words that she shared. The fact that both Pearl and I were in her life and how we brought them, how we brought her through some challenging matters. She had lost her dad, and, and she was separated from her husband. A lot of, and how they were so appreciative. The words that she used brought tears to my eyes of the generosity of thoughts that she had towards Pearl and I. You know, God is always with us. There are moments in life where we're going to have sad stories, and I can tell you a number of them that happened in our, in our ministry time up there. Stories where you've, you know, you might have heard something said about somebody else and please church One of the things that I want to share with you is that as a church as a community Let's be united Let's not talk about other people Let's not gossip about it. Pastor Ed often refers to that We're a community of believers a common unity together Promoting the gospel and exalting Jesus' name. So we need to put that aside. Why is it happening? Where is God? Why are things going wrong? We live in a fallen world and it's a part of life. We understand that. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, things happen. Everyone experiences trials and, and experiences troubles in life. In what? In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says this Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Be vigilant. Be sober. Be stable. Be unshakable. Because if you are shakable, he's going to stop by your door. And he's going to try and tempt you. He's going to try and drag you away from your relationship with God. That's his job. If I were the devil, I'd be doing the very same thing. But because I'm a child of God, I resist the devil. I strengthen myself through the Word of God. Sometimes we have inspirations or, I don't know, visions or Please don't just take that as being gospel. Read God's word about how He places you and the circumstances that you get through God's word. Because oftentimes we can pray about stuff and be inspired and encouraged or whatever you might experience. And please, we must pray. Absolutely. But God usually directs us to His word to get that solid foundation that we can share and spread. God's Word always directs us to His Word. And the devil is just trying to seek whom he may devour. He won't just devour anyone because he can't. He can't just go around and devour anyone he pleases, especially if you are a child of God, if you're strong. He's not going to be able to, uh, to, to penetrate your spirit. That's why if you're vulnerable... That's what he does. He wants to go around and try and get you and hook you onto something that you really don't want to be a part of. Somebody who doesn't have their shield up. Somebody who doesn't have their armor on. That's who he's looking for. 1 Peter 5 and verse 9 says, Resist him. Be steadfast in the faith. You know that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world it's not just you others are having the same experience so we need to be immersed in god's word that's going to keep us strong and help us to overcome the issues of the enemy 1 peter 5:10 but may the god of all grace hallelujah he is a god of grace who's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. And there's the point. After you have suffered a little while, so there's going to be suffering, but it's a little while. After you have supple, suffered a little while, he's going to perfect you, establish you, and settle you. Settling is going to come. You might not have it yet. Pastor Ed, love that message on Yet. But settling is going to come. Establishing of our lives is going to come. The strength from God is going to come. This maturity is going to come. But it's after we've suffered a little while. So don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. God is there. I love this illustration. I've used it in times past. And it's about wrestling, and one of the blokes are outside of the ring, like two of them are inside, and the one bloke gets battered and beaten, and he goes and he touches his mate outside of the ring, and the mate jumps in and takes over, like, you know. I see that as the Holy Spirit, you know. I'm being pummeled, Lord, you know. Reach out for the Holy Ghost. Reach out for the Lord. Answer prayer touch him, and oh, I could sing that song, he touched me, oh, he touched me, <laughs> and oh, the joy that fills my soul, hallelujah. There, there is a settling, there is a stabilizing. I, I, I really feel comfortable in my walk with the Lord. There are moments when I find myself being a bit negative about matters. But again, and I'm grateful to Pearl, because she gives me a bit of a shake. And hey, come on. This is at about 5.30 in the morning, devotions time. (laughs) So we do our devotions together. And every day we run to it. And it's all a part of instilling within me how faithful God is. I'm so grateful that my daughter's here with us today. Everybody, that is Isaiah's mu- uh, grandmother, <laughs> Shelly, my eldest daughter. She's been helping us around the house, and it's so lovely to have you. And if my word to you, Shelley, is keep going to church. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna cop it after this, really, for sure. but it's been our prayer that both our kids. Every day we pray for both our children. And uh, we have two children, we have nine grandchildren, and six great, is it six, (laughs) sure? Thank you. Great grandchildren. My quiver is full, Lord. (laughs) You know, please don't be taken by surprise when some strange things would happen to you. Because that's the world we are living in. God's going to establish you. Now here is the good news is that once you've suffered a while, it literally means a short while, a brief period of time. And these trials are going to be turned into victories. You're going to walk in the joy of knowing Jesus Christ as your, sa- uh, as your Savior and that you will be established and firm. And it won't shake your faith. When things do happen to you. I'm not talking about coming, becoming calloused or indifferent or insensitive to suffering. I'm not talking about being callous to tragedy. I'm talking about realizing that the Lord is faithful. And He will guard us and keep us regardless of what is going on. And our hearts can be established in that. So we need to realize, number one, that trouble is inevitable. Number two, not only is trouble coming, but Jesus is coming. Amen? Jesus is coming soon. So we'll have our troubles, but if we stay focused and we recognize that Jesus is coming soon, we are going to press on. Uh, 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 Ian, Brother Ian shared this morning around our prayer time about the To stay focused, you know, when you're doing a race and you come around and, and, you know, you get tired at some point and when you look ahead and you see there's a finishing, I know it's like when I'm driving. When I come down, usually down to Melbourne. And when I come towards Melbourne, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a finishing line. I can get there. But, you know, we get tired on our journey. But looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, will inspire us and encourage us and help us to stay strong and firm. And we will need that. We need to be patient. In establishing our hearts, patience is important. Faithfulness is important. Keeping our lives right. Keeping our trust anchored in God. Because Jesus is coming again. You know I want us to be prepared because there's going to come a time too when we're going to face Jesus and then you know uh, and there's going to be a record of our lives and how we've spent it. I just pray that each and every one of us will have a good report or we will be said it will be said of us welcome good and faithful servant. We need to keep our vision and purpose foremost in our minds knowing that Jesus would come anytime. It will help us to have an established heart. We challenge times, seasons of trials, but because of our love for Jesus, I believe momentum will gather and we will experience abundant joy and blessing. Life will take on a new meaning for you. You'll be strengthened and be able to stand because one day we're going to be delivered from this fallen world. There's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth. And the Lamb of God is the light of that new heaven and earth. Friends, I know one day we are going to see Jesus face to face. It's coming. But we also need to keep in mind that when He returns, we're going to stand before His judgment seat and give an account of our lives. Keep these things in mind. Because it will keep your heart stable during rough times and during good times. Jesus is coming soon. That brings comfort to my heart. That brings stability to my heart. I'm just so grateful that what I'm doing here on this earth is passing through. You know, I want to be and do the best that I can. But the fact of the matter is that my eternal home is not on this planet, at least not the way that it exists now. When God makes a new heaven and a new earth, that is going to be my eternal home. Amen. Amen. That is going to be your eternal home. I am a citizen of heaven, friends. First and foremost, I am a citizen of heaven that's been placed here on this earth. To bring the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful that He's coming and, live, and He lives in my heart. That He is a part of my life, very much a strong part of my life. And I am an ambassador for Christ. I could sing another song. <laughs> Ambassadors for Christ are we, proclaiming love and liberty. Who knows that song? Okay, uh, not one, surely there's one. Help me, Jesus. Ah, oh, Suki, God bless you. <laughs> yes, yeah, since Jesus saved me, new life He gave me, and experienced liberty through all of that. Number three, number two was not only is Jesus coming, not only is uh. The end of the world coming, but Jesus is coming soon. Number three, you must have, this is the one I really enjoyed putting together. You must have regular fellowship with other believers. You know, quite often today, because of media and because of, um, yeah, social media and ministry online, I'm not saying any of that is bad. But the bad part about it is that you can't sit alone and feel a part of something that you're not present in. I can highly recommend finding a church. And I'm glad that you guys have found this as your home. If you haven't as yet, please, under the seat, you'll find a, a, an opportunity for you in one of those cards to fill that out and, and uh, let us know that you would like to be a part of this fellowship. But You must have regular fellowship with other believers. In Hebrews 10 and verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. I wonder what this writer to the Hebrews, what the experience was in having him put together that statement you know, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. It goes on to say, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see that day approaching. Why do I come to church? or Why do I, even on holidays, will go to church and have fellowship simply because my communicating, my engaging with you just does me such a world of good. And it's not only just about me. The reason I do what I do is because God's given me a heart and a love for his people. Sometimes it's difficult to love. Sometimes it's a challenge. But the thing that keeps on crossing my mind is that, Brian, Jesus died for these people. Jesus died for that person. Jesus gave his life for you. Who am I to have an attitude or an opinion on somebody else. That's bad enough, let alone express that opinion about somebody else. That's terrible. I need fellowship. I enjoy having fellowship with you because you've got something to share with me. God's given me a heart of compassion and I'll reach out as best I can. Quite often... It's said of me as being somebody perhaps too soft. Now, I can't help who I am. I feel it's strange to stand up and fight against issues. But there's nothing wrong with people who do that. They they, they have the ability. But I'm challenged when that happens. I feel guilty if I be somebody else, you know. But the thing is, I need you. We need one another. No man is an island, they say. None of us stand alone. For you to be joyful and happy is joyful and happiness to me. For you to be sad and and, and grievous about something, it's the same. To me, I empathize and, and have a heart to be able to encourage and lift you up. And the purpose that I'm here today is because I want to be a part of your life where I can help and encourage you to stand firm and become strong and have a stabilized heart in this unstable world. I believe that God's purpose is for each and every one of us to see that I'm not just going to church to come and hear the pastor preach. That's a part of it, yes. But that's not the only part. To have a cup of tea, and I, I'm so grateful that Pastor Ed's opened up the time for us to gather in there and and have a a cup of tea and and, and something scrumptious to eat that ramen and bring. So nice. Thank you, brother. We appreciate your generosity there. But, you know, just to have fellowship together and have a chat with one another. My prayer is that City Church will be an influencing church. Influence, is that the right way to say it? Influence the community. And it's not just pastors Galen, Ed that's going to do that. No, it's you and I. It's you and I. We were in the shopping centre here a few Sundays back, and man, I I just lost it. I I didn't lose my mind or anything, but could have cracked my head open. I went to sit in this chair because we went and ordered a meal to eat, and sat in this chair, and the whole chair and myself went bang backwards, and I banged my head on the counter, and I had. Nurses come around me and everybody's just trying to lift me up and people were worried, Are you okay? And you know, so they took care of me. And I was talking to this nurse and she had just come from church. She's a Catholic, but she'd come from church, and I praise God for that and and I told her that I'd just been to church and she had a son with her and we had a bit of a conversation. But I just thought, you know, how calming and how it just does something to your heart and to your spirit when when you're surrounded by a, you know, a bunch of believers, it's just awesome. If you're here for the first time, I just want you to feel welcome. Please. That's what we're here for. We want you to feel welcome. We want you to feel at home. We also want you to be challenged by God's Word so that when you leave this place, you're not the same as the way you walked in. You know? Because something has taken place in your spirit, coming together. Exhorting one another, and we need to do that much the more as the day of the coming of the Lord is approaching. There's a stabilizing effect that comes from being part of a church. Romans 1, 11 and 12, and through that scripture, Paul knew the truth. He knew that truth, and he wrote about it in Romans, about his desire to gather together with the believers there. Paul said this, I understand when we get together there's going to be some impartation. How many of you have a sense of having something spoken into their spirits once we're together and have fellowship? There's going to be impartation and God will do this work of establishing and stabilizing us. Friends, that happens just by being here, sharing God's words together, worshiping together, praying together fellowshipping together, the work of our hearts becoming established is being carried out in this house by the Holy Spirit. Confidence is being imparted. Peace and comfort is something that is being imparted. And it all happens when we gather together. So we realize that trouble is inevitable. Not only is trouble coming, but Jesus is coming. And number three was don't forsake the fellowship of yourselves together. And I just want to share the final point with you. And that is, you must believe God's promises. You must believe God's promises. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20, it says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Isaiah 7 and verse 9 says, If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. See, God has promises for us in our time of need. As a nation, he has promises for us as a nation. As a church, he has promises for us. For your family, he has promises that cover your situation. Don't give up. Don't give up on your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, whatever your circumstance might be, your brothers or your sisters. Don't give up. He has promises for us to restore, to bring together. He will cover our situations. For you as an individual, God has promises that cover you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm always with you. Call on me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. Praying, seeking God, spending time with God, Because it's in that time of praying and spending time with the Lord that He directs you to His Word. And you look in the Word of God and you're inspired by what you read. Promises of comfort. Promises of guidance. Promises of peace. That's all in the Word of God. He will protect us. He will provide for us. And as you search... These promises out in the Word of God, and you begin to meditate on God's Word and speak of them and then act upon them. I want to tell you, friends, that's what will stabilize your heart. We're all on a journey, we are at different points of this journey. Some of us are only just starting out. Praise God for that. You're on a great journey ahead. And some of us are way down the track, but we're still learning. We're still here in God's heart. We are still developing. But the fact is, the more we are down the track, the more stronger we become. I don't expect a new baby just born today to eat solid solid foods. We feed them with soft foods. What's another term for soft? What do you call it? No, Anyway. The mushy things, you you somehow break it all up and machine and blended. blend, that's it, blend. food. You know, we sort of develop and we grow and we become strong and we're able to handle things differently. But we are down the journey and it's, don't think of it as being an event. Your relationship with God is not an event that just takes place and that's it. Water baptism, you get baptized, that's not an event. It's a part of our journey. Our walk with the Lord has great things in store for us. I'm expecting great things. I do believe that this trip for, that both Pearl and I are taking up to the Northern Territory is a part of God's plan for us at the stage of our journey. I don't know how long that's going to be. I'm hoping and I'm believing that it will go for at least a year and even beyond if possible. Having having a, 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 a stabilized heart will bring peace to a troubled mind and a troubled soul. Jesus said this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Nations, they may rise and fall, but God's word is the only thing that remains constant in a constantly changing world. It is the only thing that imparts courage to the faint-hearted. amen? Stabilizes the tottering life. And any time in my own life, when I have pulled away to seek God, whether it was because of a critical situation or I just felt the need to get with God, whenever God has brought me reassurance, guidance, or comfort, almost always, He has done it to me through his word. It wasn't through some great revelation that I got during my prayer time. Though prayer has always been vital and important to me. The connection is there between prayer and the word. Spend much time praying and seeking God. But God has always directed me back to his word. Because that's where I have my confidence in the word of God and highlighted some promises or some command that has brought peace to my heart, guidance to my life, and comfort to my soul. I recall this one incident. I was in Australia for two years, it in the late 70s, something like that. And I was in this church that I'd become a part of in Melbourne, in Springvale. And I was leading the worship. And uh, we had a guest, and he introduced himself as an evangelist, and uh, after the service, he sort of picked me out, and he came up to me, and he says, where are you from, brother? And I told him, oh, yeah, from South Africa, and how long have you been here? And I told him how long, it's been about a year and a half or so, and he says, you know, God's just told me that uh, you, you should go back to South Africa. And I thought to him, I was like, okay. My response was, because by this time, I'd been on a journey for a while. And uh, I said, well, thanks for that. But, you know, I haven't heard that from the Lord yet. So I'll just bide my time and see what God says to me. So I went to my senior pastor and I spoke to him. And of course, he said, nah, that's rubbish. Brian, don't listen to that. (laughs) I don't know whether he was uh, wanting to keep me there or what. But I loved being there. I was at Springvale Church for a number of years, about ten years before we journeyed off, and one of the one of the branches of the church that uh, was Springvale down in Rosebud, and we passed it there for about nine years. So, but you know, there was a sense of stability in me. I just knew that that could not be right because I never had an inclination at all to want to leave the country, and I did run it by my senior pastor and. He, and he gave me some good advice. He says, "Look, Brian, unless God speaks into your heart, don't do anything about it." And I've not even right till now. I've not felt the need to go back to South Africa, although we are on—we go on holidays and things like that. But never to live, never. They say never, say never. <laughs> Friends, I trust that uh, you heard my heart this morning. For those of you that might be listening online, I just pray that your heart will be open to this message. I I wanted this to be sort of a friendly conversational, although I'm doing the talking, but I just wanted it to be friendly to a point where I wanted you to understand that a love for God's house is one of the most important things in our journey. Not always do we have things go the way we want to. We all have opinions about things. But God has taught me this one lesson, that the visionary, which is our senior pastors, that we work in with the vision that he shares so that we have a common unity together. When people walk into the house of God, there is a sense of oneness that they want to be a part of. Because their lives have been in such a mess and they come into the house. And if we're going to be talking about somebody else when that person is there, it doesn't leave a good impression. And I'm not suggesting, please, I'm not suggesting that you do that. But I'm just saying, be aware of these things. Open your heart to the guests and the visitors. Great to have my friend Colin, my ex-painting buddy. Notice Colin, I said ex and his wife, Leonie, and the grandchildren with us. And if you're here for the first time, we just want to welcome you and trust that your heart and mind will be aligned with what I've shared with you this morning so that your focus can be on the fact that Jesus is coming again and we need to set things right in our lives. I wonder if you just bow your heads with me before I pray. Perhaps you might like to stand. If you knew here in the house this morning, it's your first time or your second time, but you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've never invited him into your life maybe you're listening online and you feel the need to want to have this personal relationship with Jesus Christ I'm gonna invite you to just say the simple prayer with me just to encourage you to become a part of living for Jesus why don't you say that with me now dear Lord Jesus I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know that you did it because you love me so much. I'm learning to love you now, Lord. And I want you to come and live in my life. I ask you, Jesus, be my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at infocity-church.net. At